Hello, this is Lisa coming to you from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library, and I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we're getting ready to start today on page 184 of the Book on Prayer by Brother Ken Gurley. Week 2, Day 14, Heaven's Password. Few words in English language are synonyms with Christianity. You could string together several words, but what single word can you say that would be synonymous with the Christian faith? I can think of only one. Surrender. At least three times in our Lord's earthly life do we read of him crying outside of Lazarus' tomb. John eleven thirty five over the city of Jerusalem, Luke nineteen forty one, and Gethsemane, Hebrews five seven. His prayer on Calvary's Eve was marked with passionate cries. His prayer is perhaps the most eye opening, for it reveals the pathway into the heavenly. Matthew twenty six thirty nine. O oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. It's as if Jesus is praying and saying, Not me, not about me, not my will, not my way, not my rights, not my opinion, not my hopes, not my dreams. I surrender all of these. Surrender is a synonym for the way you and I should live. Surrender is heaven's password. Page 185. At the close of the 19th century, a series of movements and revivals sprang up that became precursors to the Pentecostal outpourings. One such movement was found in the Lake District of England. Dwight Moody had come from Chicago and preached some revival campaigns, and crowds by the thousands came to hear him. People from a variety of different faith backgrounds assembled at the town of Keswick for a week-long meeting to hear what the Spirit would say to them. About 400 people came for this first of many such conventions. The crowds grew each year from there. It's hard to summarize what was all believed and taught in these meetings, but it's safe to say the idea of two types of Christians became prevalent, the normal and the nominal Christians. The normal Christian was to these folks a book of Acts believer, fully and completely submitted and surrendered to Jesus Christ. The nominal Christian was the carnal Christian who always struggled to make Jesus the Lord of his life. Wesley taught spiritual perfection. Keswick preachers, however, taught spiritual injection. Keswick followers believed people needed the Holy Spirit injected into their life to lift them above the desires of the flesh. Consequently, the Keswick movement came to be known as the Higher Life Movement. It's hard to overestimate how much impact Wesleyanism and the Keswick movement had on modern Pentecost. The latter influenced songs like Blessed Assurance, In the Garden Alone, Since Jesus Came Into My Heart, but more, but none, excuse me, but none perhaps more poignant than the song we quoted at the offset, I Surrender All. Surrender marked the entrance into the higher life. If you've ever said these words, let go and let God, then you should thank the folks at Keswick. This was their idea to find the realities of God's world they believed and taught a life of surrender. Page 186. Surrender, the mute button on the world and the flesh. Surrender, the volume button on heaven and the spirit. Surrender, the on-off switch for who controls our lives. Um, I want to just say real quick um, that my Uncle Carl, pastor in Hutchison, Kansas, he's already passed on. He's already on the other side. But um, he used to always say, you live for God easy, and it's hard. But if you live for God hard, it's easy. I mean, if you give God everything you got, 
if he's your center of your life, it's going to be easy to stay in the church. It's going to be easy to keep the commandments and obey and to surrender. But if you're just there on the edge, I guess what um, Brother Gurley was calling the um, nominal Christians. If you're just like barely there, maybe you just show up for church or maybe for a prayer meeting here and there. Maybe you read the Bible on occasion, that kind of thing. Then it's going to be hard. You will fall, you will, fall, you will stagger, you will um, be tossed about with every wind of doctrine. Something new comes along, a new fad. You'll want to go with that. You'll let the things on the outside... Um, in going on in the world you're going to let that affect your life bring down your spirit you become depressed you'll worry about what other people think of you so when you surrender to god you say not my will but thine be done and if you know if god's will is be done being done in your life then you're not going to care about what other people think you're going to be in his will and way and his hands and his feet and his mouthpiece and you're going to be a vessel of honor not to dishonor so today, surrender. And when you pray, just pray like Jesus did. Not my will, but thine be done. Amen. Hello, this is Lisa, and I'm coming to you today from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're going to be reading one page 86 in the book on prayer by Brother Ken Gurley. Resistance is the theme song of the flesh. In Henley's Invictus, we read the anthem of the self-sufficient. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. This take charge attitude is magnified in our world. If we thread the needle carefully, read carelessly enough, it seems, oh, what? If we, read, if we thread the needle carefully, read carelessly enough, it seems we can find passages of scripture to justify just such an attitude. To be honest, however, the Bible, in fact, helps us to realize our help and sufficiency comes from God. John Bunyan wrote that what some people call the second most powerful book in the world. The most influential book is, of course, the Bible. The second is sometimes viewed as Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Another of Bunyan's books interests me, one called The Holy War. In this, Bunyan describes the city of Mansoul and how it was attacked by a wicked king. The city walls were breached because the captain of the gate, named Resistance, was compromised. I haven't read that book. I need to look into it. The human will can resist effectively. It has tremendous power. However, it is not all-powerful. Our will can fall or be led astray. Our will can fail or be led astray. We fight, but too often we cling to things that matter little in the light of eternity. I have read Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, and in fact, we got that movie for my grandchildren to watch about Christian and how he had this burden on his back and how he had to overcome great obstacles and stuff. And that's how it is, our life as a pilgrim, our life and on this journey towards heaven. But I'm going to look into that. Uh, I'm going to write it down so I won't forget uh, the other book called Man War. The Holy War. It's called The Holy War. The Holy War. i got to find a piece of paper. There's some index cards right here. I'm going to look at this. Bunyan. B-U-N-Y-A-N. Bunyan, 
the Holy War. Okay, if you've already read that book or you know about it, then you probably wonder why I'm stopping to take that down. I have not heard about that one. I don't know where I've been all my life. <laughs> it's funny how um, if I have, it didn't register with me. I didn't. Um, I know I've heard about the Pilgrim's Progress. And I also heard a lot about the Pox's Book of Martyrs and a lot about Corey Ten Boom's The Hiding Place. And, um, you know, there's a lot of good things that we have read. And, of course, still, no matter what the good books are, the best book, the good book, the Word of God, the Bible, is top priority. The human will can resist effectively. It has tremendous power. However, it is not all-powerful. Our will can fail or be led astray. We fight, but too often we cling to things that matter little in the light of eternity. I Okay, page 187. I authored a moral purity program called Worth the Weight that has gone through several iterations. This is Brother Kingerly talking. In this program, I describe how the tempter attacks Scripture's strongest man, Samton. It, its most worshipful man, David, and its smartest man, Solomon. Without the help of heaven, we are not strong enough, good enough, or smart enough to resist the enemy of our soul. We often say, resist the devil and he will flee. Yet we fail to quote the first portion of that verse. Submit yourself also therefore to God, James 4 and 7. Submission, not resistance, is the key to success. James drives home the fact that God gives grace to the humble but actively opposes the proud. The degree of our victory is in direct proportion to our surrender. Let go and let God. A few years ago, I came across a word. I don't know if I made it up or anything, but it's like, instead of being self-sufficient, I'm God-sufficient. God-sufficient. I need Him in everything I do. I'm sure whoever's listening to me, you know, you understand that we cannot do anything by ourselves of our own accord. We have to be God-driven, driven, purpose-driven. We have to have a goal. We have to have a burden for the lost. Talking about um, Christian and Pilgrim's Progress, how he had a burden. Well, we have a burden for souls. Our goal is we're not going to stop until we point souls to Christ and to Calvary, to, to the plan of salvation, that we are not in this life alone. We're not a one-man band. We're not a just uh, everybody look at me. The only the only thing that we can do is all things through Christ. Um, he makes it possible. When we have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith. Oh, more and more we need that faith. We need faith. Uh, I, I talked Sunday about prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. There's a song like that but it's so true when we pray we got to pray in faith believing um did i finish the armor did i say that we have our loins gripped with truth and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace you know that is our um uh, our instruments you know um speaking of a one-man band you know how they usually are um they have something where they play um pedals with their feet that beats drums or or activates different things there's usually like a harmonica or something um on a on a, um, a harmonica holder in front of their mouth um, where they can play the harmonica and have their hands free to clang, clang cymbals or play an accordion or um, their hands are doing something or two or three different things and their feet are moving and, and um, their mouth is moving, playing a musical instrument. Or they sometimes have um, something on their head that if they shake their head a certain way, 
of something, a whistle or um, a cymbal, a clang or something. They got every part of their body going, maybe something underneath their arms when they, a bellow or something, maybe like a um, something that makes a noise. Anyway, they got all this stuff going on. Okay, well, it does look kind of comical and funny to us to see that kind of stuff, but somebody took the time to get all those instruments into practice. I'm sure they didn't just do that on a whim. They, they practiced to get that good. And that's how we are with the armor of God. We've got to practice the helmet of salvation. We don't just put it on one day and just expect it to be there. We've got to have the full armor of God. We've got to have all of it working together, all the parts working together, that we are prayed up, that we're stayed up, that we're all our feet are on the rock Christ Jesus, that we are um that we have compassion and love for the body of Christ, that we reach out to others, that we are um, uh, being that light in the night, that we're beckoning to the prodigals to come home, and that we're giving birth to new babies, ones that maybe not, never heard this truth. It, it takes both, we're both. Just God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Pointing to that every day, our lives are pointing to that. You don't have to be cumbered about by the things of this world. You don't have to be um, carrying the burdens of the world, carrying the burdens of the things, worrying about the things uh, like our, um, the things that our Heavenly Father provides for us. We don't need to worry about those, but instead we need to have a, see the bigger picture, reaching out to the lost, reaching out, having those kind of burdens, the burdens for compassion and intercessory prayer and prayers of supplication and prayers of prayers, that we pray for other people's needs, that we pray for um, what God wants us to pray, and that we pray in the Holy Ghost, that we pray those things, um, what Brother Gurley has taught us through this book on prayer, all the different types, the four-lane highway of prayer, that we keep on and always in everything give thanks. That prayer, that highway of thanksgiving, every day, every day, thank you, Lord, for another day. Every morning, your mercies are new, and today happens to be September the 1st, so not only is it a new morning, it's a new month. Um, September, that's my birth month. I was born 9-11-63, but uh, in spite of that, September, though, it's really odd because even though we call it our ninth month, sep means seven. It's really the seventh month. Somehow, things got changed around. They didn't change the names, but it, seven means perfection. Let this be a perfect month. Let this be a month that um, not perfect in the ways of the world. Of course not. We have no control over what goes over in the world except through our prayers. We can pray that if it be God's will that he change it. We can pray that if it be God's will that he demask us. That somebody took a play on words like Saul on the road to Damascus. They put D-D-E, mask, M-A-S-K, U-S, us. And take the mask off. People have to wear masks. It's mandatory about everywhere people go. I haven't had to wear one, praise God. Um, but most people, it's like if they go to work places, they have to wear masks. If you go into the store, you would have to wear a mask. You say, well, how come I don't? I order a lot from Amazon. My husband goes, picks up stuff for me. Now, he does. He wears a mask. Um, he does. He complies. But I haven't had to. And I praise God that I haven't had to. Um, but I just pray that other people, you know, that that this be over, this coronavirus be over, if it be God's will. He's in control. There To everything, a purpose. And we give God thanks that the church has come out of the building, that the church has reached out, that there's been a lot of people reached that would not have been reached otherwise. We give God praise for that. 
But as we, Lord, this month, this month of September, God, that we just give you praise and glory and thank you. Thank you for another day. Thank you for another year. Thank you for another opportunity. And some people, Bible scholars, they tend to believe that Jesus was born in September. They they think that the way that um, um, the, the things uh, over in Israel, that time of the year and stuff, um, when the taxes was being collected to be paid and the um, time the journey would have happened, just all the different instances and stuff points to September. And some people say most likely, probably, he was born on September the 11th or some people say the 12th, but a lot of people point to around that time. Say, oh, that'd be cool if Jesus and me had the same birthday. But, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's just what matters is our spiritual birthday. Have we been truly born again? Are we truly sold out to the cause of Christ? Are we truly prayer warriors? That means that we are fighting against principalities and spirits of darkness and we're overcoming evil with good you know we can't all be a one-man band but together we are members of the body of christ we each do good we each shine our light in our area around our people around the people that we have contact with we each one reach one and that is that is the newness of life that is the peace that passes all understanding you know we don't we are in this world but we're not of this world so that's my little that's my little talk today and tomorrow we'll continue on with page 187 it's still um it's, it's there's goes into another paragraph another topic our surrender measures our trust in god so that's what we'll talk about tomorrow god bless you have a wonderful day